Welcome to Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed eyes on a leg, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed Bonito Flakes, Nick Weiger. <laughs> and I'm self-proclaimed funny, funny panda man, Matt Afadaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premiere anime podcast, where this week we're talking about Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, a.k.a theatrical release jujutsu kaisen that's right um it is jujutsu a kaisen prequel. zero the colon the movie the official title it is it's a prequel to the series uh which is among the big the big boys of anime right now this one's hanging with the big dogs we got we've got you know one piece you got jujutsu kaisen you got your uh, demon slayers right those feel like your your real big boys, and then you spy got your family, maybe one of the more spy the newer family, ones. sure, yeah. spy family, and then you got your long boys, like Gundam, oh, yeah. permanent permanent fixtures. Well, One of Piece was the ultimate long boy. Gundam has been going longer than One Piece. That's a great point that I didn't you know? know. Nick, that not say you're sorry. not as a single continuous. Sorry, Thank you very much. Thank One you. piece I know because I have a friend who I worked with in the video game industry who has consumed all of One Piece. Just absolute, both king and psycho shit at once. Yeah. Just like whatever, like 1,200 volumes of manga? How many TV episodes? It's just, it's fucking insane. 20, what do we think about this? What? One Piece, long, one series, One Piece, right? Yeah. Gundam, long, bunch of pieces. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that something? Because it's, it's a model kit. Wow. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Fuck. 20 years ago when I... How deep uh, does this shit go? <laughs> when I was in Amsterdam the first like it time. it just dropped acid. <laughs> I, uh, I started watching One Piece and named a character I played on stage One Piece. Uh-huh. And that was literally a lifetime ago. Wow. Like a full lifetime ago. Matt would have been four. <laughs> Betty would have been what? cute as a button, too. That's, I, yeah, I was a little sweetie oh pie, my I'll God. tell you what. Nick, Nick, what if you and I had taken care of baby Matt? <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. And now we were it's doing possible. a podcast with our it's adopted like possible son. possible we could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> we could have done it. We raised, we raised Matt Apodaca. <laughs> we, we raised him. You're not my step-parents. You're the parents that stepped up. so uh this is a jujutsu kaisen yes heather was talking about the manga began in 2018 uh the anime adaptation launched in 2020 by mappa which is Mm -hmm. the same studio as chainsaw man uh and the second season just began airing which is partly why we're covering this movie uh in uh, july of this year july 6th i think was the north american release Uh, so we'll talk about all that in a second but before we do before we get into this movie I, yes. I, I I don't have a lot to say about the current season of Jujutsu Kaisen other than that people online are grumpy about it. Oh. Interesting. I Ooh. just, so so the, the timing of this record, I have not watched the first episode of season two yet, which which just mm. came out. So, mm. um, I and I wanted to do it and I just did, I just didn't get, uh, didn't make time for it before this record, but I've seen all of season one and I, I've obviously seen the movie. So I, I at least have takes on that. Mm. All right. Uh, but but first, before we get into that, let's talk about what we've been we've been. What we've been we've been. Hi, I'm Ash Ketchum, and I, I, 
asking you guys. Nick Weiger, I choose you. What have you been weaving? Thanks, Ash. Really made a meal out of that setup, which I appreciated. You know uh, a lot about making meals of things, don't you? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Well, can you blame me? Man's got to eat. Let's talk about a couple of things. I'm going to talk about a couple of things. First up, the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, the origin, I'm continuing to watch, and I will. I plan on having finished it by the time we do our next record, and then I'll just sa- I'll save all my takes for that. Hell yeah. Uh, but I'm still working my way through that. But the big Oof. news is, and this is something that was talked about by a listener a few weeks back on uh, when we asked everyone collectively what we've been we've been out there, and some people responded in our comments. Someone referenced Paranoia Agent, uh, Satoshi Kone. Yeah. Uh, his uh, his series. I started watching it. Oh, and I've wow. Watched, I've watched, I think, seven of the 13 episodes. Wow. I think there's 13. The wow. whole series is on Crunchyroll, if anyone wants to check it out. So I thought it was an anthology series. It just sort of seemed to be presented like that. Yeah. But it isn't real. It's like, it's got a narrative. It's got a through line, and all of the characters are connected. And each of the stories is kind of independent, but it has... You know, you'll see like a character in in episode one and then episode two is focused on that character, like almost entirely. And it'll just be like elements like that. And I, th- I, there's there's probably a name for that structural device. The idea of like just like one, con- you know, one character carrying through and then focusing on them for the next one. But I'm just not sure what it is. But it is like a, it is like a cool structure, uh, but it is bleak and depressing. I mean, as you might expect, it is a it is a really a uh, gorgeously animated show that ha- is focused on the uh very much on on you know the the how technology affects society uh this one coming out i think in 2005 so it's very much anchored in the flip phone era and uh, and early online culture yeah uh and uh it is mostly about people and this is a specific way that it is used that 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 is phrased in the translation in the subtitles a number of times is about people who are cornered so so much of it is just like someone who just like finds themselves in a in what they think is a hopeless situation. They have no escape, uh, and their salvation ends up being. Um, and this is a this is a minor spoiler, but it's a thing that you know happens and pretty much happens throughout. There's a there's a character, something of a vigilante slash criminal named Shonen Bat, who is a mysterious figure with a bat who goes around clubbing people. And so basically it's all these people's encounters with Shonen Bat, uh, a little slugger, I guess how it's translated, a, 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 a boy with rollerblades uh, with a bent bat uh, who bludgeons, uh, you know, people who feel like they are they have no other escape. Um, so that's basically what's going on. Just to touch on a couple of the episodes. I wait. Yeah, I'm realizing as. As we, we you're talking about this, that mm-hmm. I have seen this show. I okay, thought great. I hadn't seen the show, but I've seen it many years ago. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's almost twenty years old at this point. So uh, I'm glad I'm checking it out. I don't think I like it as much as Satoshi Kon's movies, but you know his movies are all are basically all pristine masterpieces. And also maybe I'll have another take once I finish the series. And, you know, see how it all kind of ties together. Um, but, you know, a lot of it is it's just just you can get a lot of the tone from the fucking the the OP, which is just like it's it's all the who you learn as you're watching it through are all the characters who are portrayed in these various episodes. And they're all like smiling and laughing and like having a great time 
while like in apocalyptic situations. So they're just like foregrounded in like just like, you know, a bum, uh, a, a bombed out bunker mm-hmm. or like underwater drowning. Uh, you know, like there's nuclear war happening around them and they're all just like smiling and laughing while this like kind of joyous song is playing. Uh, and, you know, tsunamis are happening in the background. It's it's really fucking strange. A couple of episodes I'll touch on real quick just to give people more, more of a sense of the tone. Uh, there's one called Double Lips, which is, uh, you know, very, uh, very perfect blue. It's like basically a dual identity sort of thing where y- you're, you're not quite sure. And I like that the, that he does this. You're not quite sure what's reality and what's a dream. And you're kind of bouncing between oh. like what's hap- what's actually happening. And I don't know. There isn't like a clear, you know, demarcation of like, OK, now we're in some sort of dream state because there's some sort of gauzy filter uh, over everything we're seeing. So you're you're kind of like just constantly unnerved by what is reality, which is the character's situation. So it works really well, uh, and it's it's basically like a someone who's got a dual identity as a they work at a university, but then they're also like a sex worker, and she is trying to abandon her sex worker life, but she finds herself just like she ends up, and she just is like, wait, she gets a call that she she like did it last night that she like were and she goes back to her place and she finds that all the clothes that she threw away uh-huh. uh, are all back in her closet. So it's like shit like that. She's just like completely disoriented because she can't tell why she is, why she is still ca- doing this thing that she like, you know, is trying to escape or has seemed to, to have entrapped her. Um, there's another episode called happy family planning, which is three people meet online uh, in a chat room, and they've all made a m- made a suicide pact. Oh, uh, and they show up for for their IRL meetup to to off themselves collectively, and it's two like older men, uh, and then like a nine year old girl shows up. Oh Jesus! And so they're just like the whole thing becomes like, well, she's too young to kill herself, but we still want to kill ourselves. So it's it kind of turns into a weird sort of madcap thing where like they're trying to kill themselves but also distance this girl from their their suicide. <laughs> Let's get her out of here. That's yeah. a little weird. It's it's like so dark and so goofy at once. I don't know. It's it's a dis, it's a disarming, disorienting, often unpleasant series to watch, but I'm I'm glad it exists. So that's Paranoia Agent. Uh again, that's on Crunchyroll. I'm adding it to my queue. Nice. What a what a what a pitch. Nick Weiger. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, they did. I I feel like a lot of times they've done this before. They've given like the auteur director like a TV series. And then sometimes it's just like, hey, well, why why are they doing this? You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's just like that that was like, I feel like the big era of streaming where they were just like, I don't know. You have a Woody Allen. You have an Amazon Prime series now. Go nuts. You know, like they, they were doing shit like that. Um, Kevin Spacey, and- go nuts. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of weird choices were being made. Um, and and it was just like, but this, I think, predates that. And I think also it came from from what I read. Satoshi Kon was just kind of like, I have these I, these smaller ideas that don't really fit into making a movie, which is so time consuming and all encompassing that this was kind of a better platform for it. Uh, so that's what I've been weaving. Uh, Heather, how about you? Uh, well, I have um, had the opportunity to return to The Witch from Mercury, so I've watched a couple more episodes wow. of that this week. Um, I'll be honest. The most recent episode I watched, which I don't know which number it was, contained a set of betrayals that were so complicated that I wasn't quite sure who was betraying who. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like... There was, there's, your your main girl is betrayed by her friends, 
who are then betrayed by their company, who I think is then betrayed by the main girl's mom, who is then betrayed by like the Federation or the Earthians. It's, it's so many layers of betrayal that I was like, I don't, I don't know who's getting fucked over in this sequence. Um, Cause it seemed like everybody was like, uh, but you know, but the truth is the game is mine. Wait, what? Like it felt like every person had like a moment where they thought they were winning and then somebody right. else was winning. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be frank. I am ready to get back to regular Gundam again. I like Witch from Mercury. I like the designs. I like the world. You know, I, I, I don't really, if it was the only Gundam show, I'd be like, great. But I, I long for my mainline Universal Century Gundam. And then also I long to watch um, Iron-Blooded Orphans, which I've heard so much about as soon as I finish finish my Universal Century watchdown. Um, so yeah, I'm um, chugging along, ready to get going, ready to get through it. And that's all I've been weeping this week. How about you, Matt Apodaca? Well... I'll say it's been it's been light weaving. I've been kind of uh, a little. I've been a little busier at work than normal, which is fine. Uh, so I haven't had as much time to dedicate to weaving stuff. But I will say I've learned something, or I'm learning this as we go along. As we as I as I'm shepherded through this world of anime, mm. it is. The universal, it's like, it's like an omni-culture. Because I'll wear, it's, I'll wear like an anime t-shirt. And all day, people will be like, wow, I love that t-shirt. Like, not just like one person, several people. Yes. Will stop you and be like, oh, you watch Spy Family? I love Spy Family. Like, oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, Or, you know, this and that. Like, it's like every time I wear an anime shirt, people want to stop and talk. No other t-shirt or anything that I'll wear garners any sort of conversation. But the, if you're wearing anime, people are going nuts. People love it. Yeah. Uh, which also then brings me to, I sent this to you yesterday, but there's going to be a, a significant Evangelion merch drop from the brand oh, Case to yeah. Yep. And... I had to download an app. I joined a wait list. Me too. Me I, I too. I don't know what I don't know what I'm gonna buy. I don't have the. They have all this merch. They have the like a charging a, a MagSafe charger thing that the cord is like the umbilical cord uh, from Evangelion. Uh, they have the uh, an AirPods Pro case that is the Eva 01 head, and then the case goes in there. Like the what is that tube thing called? Entry the, plug. The entry plug. It, it, like that's where the that's what the uh, AirPods case is, which is pretty funny. Uh, they have like I like cases I and like Apple the, Watch bands. That's kind of what I'm interested in. I like the dock. The dock. They have looks like a good. charger that looks like the thing that the Evas go into before they launch to the surface. Yeah, it's like scaffolding that you put your phone in. Yeah, yeah, it does look cool. Uh so I I don't know if I'll be able to secure any of this. I do I want at the very least want the Apple Watch band and maybe the, the phone case. Um yeah. but 
that's and you know maybe that'll garner future conversations too but i'm still planning on finishing um uh cowboy bebop i'm somewhere in the middle there you gotta uh, finish that show i gotta finish it that's uh that's it's in uh, it, it's gonna get it's getting chopped down i'm getting i'm, I'm getting you know i'm like halfway through i just have to power through and watch the rest of it and because i'm really enjoying it power through sounds like i'm not enjoying it i really am enjoying it but there's other things i want to watch uh too uh namely watching this movie made me realize i hadn't finished season one of Jujutsu kaisen and i want to go back and see i kind of want to rewatch what i'd seen and then finish it because watching this movie i had a I mean, let's. I, we should talk about it because I I had a blast. So okay, so we're we, here's here's what I'll say. First up, I just to give people a baseline of Jujutsu Kaisen, and Heather did uh, you know did a great job earlier of just kind of displaying uh, d- describing how popular it is. Uh, but if you if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of like a. I, I think it's like a PG thirteen. Chainsaw Man is a very simple, not fully accurate, but kind of approximating, you know, what what you're getting there. You know, it's it's curses kind of take the place of devils. The idea that like within within the world, there's this other thing, this other element that's happening that a lot of people are, you know, not really aware aware of or consciously interacting with. And there's a there's a there's a secret elevated class uh, that that or semi secret elevated you know class that takes care of this thing so the rest of society can function. Um, here it's a high school uh, where you know sorcerers are trained to be able to uh, wield the powers of curses and restrain evil curses, and the series protagonist. Uh, in the manga and in the anime, anime Yuji Itadori is not present in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero because it is a prequel, and the pilot episode begins with him getting his powers and becoming, uh, you know, introduced to this, uh, this, uh, this high school. Um, I, I think the the like it it does get very violent and bloody, like it does have moments, but it's not like as gory as something like Chainsaw Man. It, like it's not as, as quite as explicit, but it does deal in some really dark territory. Like this episode, this this movie talks about bullying a lot, and the series, uh, you know, at least season one has one moment, one part of its arc that is just like a really like bleak and hopeless, uh, you know, take of so- about uh, uh, you know depiction of someone being bullied, uh, and and making you know some some awful choices as a result. So like it does deal in some pretty like heavy stuff, but it's also like really comedic and silly uh, at, at a lot of the time. So like you know again, it, not the ba- best description, but I think like Chainsaw Man, which we've covered on the show, is a pretty decent analog to what you're getting with this with this this series. Uh, I have not read the ma- the manga, but I've seen all the an- the anime as I mentioned earlier. I don't know if I've seen the entire first season or not. Uh, Jujutsu was not one that really stuck with me. Like I remember the dude eating the finger, and I remember him training, and I remember like when I saw Panda, I wasn't like, yeah. "What the fuck?" I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Panda." <laughs> um, and I think I remember the final fight from like the final episode. Or like the episode before that, but I really don't remember a lot of this show. Whereas, yes. like Chainsaw Man, I can remember everything. Um, so, I, and and that's not that's not a judgment on the quality of the show. It's not a judgment on the pacing. Certainly, the animation was gorgeous. 
Uh, I remember being like, wow, this is this is a high budget, fancy show. Um, but yeah, I just didn't. I liked Demons of the of the two that are like the big two right now. Uh, I like Demon Slayer more. I also prefer Demon Slayer, but I do think this series is a lot of fun. Uh, and I think that you talked about the animation. I think to me that's its main asset. I mean, I think it's got some some great comedy, but uh, but you know, Mappa, which is the same studio as Chainsaw Man, as I I, I probably mentioned earlier. Yeah, like it's it. You know, they they're behind this one, and I think the show is gorgeous, particularly a lot of the fight sequences. And I also think the character designs are phenomenal. Like I think they're so distinct. Yeah, uh, and they're so appealing. And you know, it, I, I so so I I love those aspects of it. I love how the series works visually. I think it's the comedy that actually made it so that I didn't love the show. And this mm. this also was why I didn't really love really love Demon Slayer. I felt like the the hard cuts to um, cut out, you know, deformed versions of the characters in both right. series. Uh, and the sudden, like, uh, shrill um, voice work on both series, like when they're, it's like when you're surprised by something, and suddenly you're on a plain background, and you're like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's this. Yeah. It it just feels like they use that specific punchline so much as the comedy crutch, whereas in Chainsaw Man, I will laugh at. Power baldly lying to somebody in and 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 you don't need to do any like other character work in order to get that laugh. Right. Yeah, I I look, I like those those aesthetic shifts. I think those are those are fun ways. I, I think those are those are fun use of the the medium, but I mean like I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It just and, it, and I'm not saying that I don't like that in all anime either. Mm-hmm. I, I remember enjoying it in Full Metal Alchemist. Um, so it's not like, oh, when they change the way they look, I don't like it. I don't really understand anime. It's not like that. But right. there's something about the pacing of the jokes in Jujutsu that doesn't land for me. Matt, you've talked about you've seen most of this series. Uh, need to finish it. But what what's your like take on it? My take is like it it's... I think one of the reasons I got interested in it to begin with, like maybe even like before we started watching, before we started doing this show, like I had heard about it, like just as like a cultural thing, like people were super right. into it. Um, and I was like, oh, like maybe that's something I would check out. So like, I don't know, like it, it as, as an anime premise goes, there is like enough there for me to like sink my teeth into and be interested in without being like too like overwhelming as like a new anime uh right. like fan like i don't know like it's not, it's it's not too complicated like i can really just understand like the very basic elements of it and it's like 100% there's like there's demons and they go to a school <laughs> where they, they learn how to fight with uh these uh with or these uh curses rather i should say yeah um and that, that's that's it that's and that's i like the the way the characters look that's kind of that was kind of it um uh, i will say Without getting too far into the conversation of the movie, I w- watching this movie. I think this movie has so many great hallmarks of anime, based on what I've seen so far. It has 
it's got every it's got a little bit of everything like that like it's a capital a anime this movie i think and the difference between an anime tv show and an anime movie in my mind well and it's probably just obvious to everybody they fucking spent money on this thing this thing looks great Yeah. No, they, yeah, they yeah. they spent money on this thing and they were rewarded I think when this came out uh, 2021 in Japan it was the second highest grossing film of the year uh and made c- c- close to 200 million dollars worldwide. So, you know, pretty pretty successful. I think the the yes, it it, it absolutely you can see the budget in a lot of the sequences, a lot of the fight sequences. Cuz not even like the, the the TV show doesn't look bad. No, it looks great. But some of like there there was like some really like like dazzling sequences in this movie that just looked incredible. I was I was yeah. so stunned by just like just the animation. It was it was great. Yep. Yeah. That's the main asset of this movie is the production value because I will say as a fan of this property I think as a movie it's kind of thin. Mm-hmm. I mean that that would be just just my my critique is it's just like a little bit like and it might also be just like the pacing and the structure of it. You know, it's really late in the in the runtime when we meet the 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 antagonist. I think I marked yeah. it down. I think it's I think it's I think it's forty three minutes into uh, basically a, a, a ninety minute movie when we meet the antagonist. It's just kind of like weirdly structured, and I think that's partly because it's adapted with some some new material, but it's adapted from the uh, the manga by Gege Akutami. Uh, which was published as a one-shot in 2017 titled Tokyo Metropolitan Curse Technical School. So it came, it came out before uh, Jujutsu Kaisen started. So this is a true prequel. This wasn't like retroactively made as like, let's explain the origins. Like this was the first thing that was written. And then its success as a one-shot led to the Jujutsu Kaisen ongoing manga series. Uh, and then he retitled it, Akutami retitled it as Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. So that's the source material. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. It was directed by Sung Hoo Park, who directed the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, and uh, the screenplay was by Hiroshi Seiko. Uh, yeah, I, so the film protagonist, I mentioned that the uh, Yuji Itadori, who's the the series protagonist, is not in the mo- in the fi- film at all. I expect, you know, you, you kind of think, like, maybe there'll be, like, a little nod or something at a certain point, or maybe just, like, you know, like a little cameo or a post credit scene, but he's just not in it at all. Yeah. Uh, the film protagonist is instead Yuta Okotsu, who is not in the first season at all. No. So right. it's 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 like kind of an interesting I don't know, it's like it's just like a bold choice. Like it, like you can't really imagine the same thing being made with like what I'm trying to think of a western sh- western series that they would make into a theatrical movie. It's not really it doesn't really have the same pipeline, it's but like, like if they made like 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 the Sex and the City movie without like Sarah Jessica Parker, you know. Or it's like if they made Young Sheldon without Sheldon. There you go. We'd be like, where's Sheldon? <laughs> He's the guy. I uh, mean, if they named it Young Sheldon and didn't have Sheldon in it, that would be pretty bold. I agree. We would be wondering where he was. Where is this guy? Where's the Bazinga guy? I think there's not enough room for um, the protagonist of Jujutsu Kaisen in this movie because Shinji's in the movie. Okay, so this is what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say this. I like... I like Yuji Itadori as a as a character. I think he's like a fun character. He's fun. I think I'm a Yuta stan because Yuta is Shinji coded, and that's my guy. It's, it's not just Shinji coded; it's voiced by Shinji. Is it voiced by Shinji? 
Yeah, it's voiced by Megumi Ogata. Oh, well, there you go. Who is the voice of Shinji. Um, they knew in they fact, In fact, I was watching this uh, this movie in our, our, our small apartment here in Amsterdam, and Mary walked by, and Mary went, that sounds like Shinji. And I was like, it is Shinji. And she was like, are you proud of me? And I was like, yes, I am extremely proud of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good thing you married her. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm. It is very good that I did. <laughs> hey, speaking of getting married, that's kind of how this movie, the the Oof. premise of this movie, wow, is that? <laughs> oh no, Yuda, like I was hit by a storm. <laughs> Yuda, as a boy, had a childhood friend, uh, Rika, and Rika was. Uh, killed in a horrific traffic accident. Just like they take they take pains to describe how mangled her corpse is. Yes. It's really fucking great. I like one of the believe spice, it. One of the bystanders goes, I can't get near her. Her head is crushed in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even just, just crushed. Crushed yeah. in. Yeah. Tough. But they had they had a whole thing. They had like a friendly thing that was like, oh, we're gonna get we're we're we lo- we're gonna get married when we're older. You know, they're they're like uh, you preteen kids and yeah, uh, don't, don't and know now he's better. six you don't they don't know any better. And now he's sixteen, uh, and he's still dealing with that grief. But as a result, he has a power that makes him special grade, uh, which is the highest. And he, which is that he's the cursed spirit of Rika, um, manifests itself and helps him out when he's in distress. So, like, kind of our our setup is that he is dealing with. I talked about bullying earlier. He's being bullied at school because he's like, you know, a, a weird depressed kid, uh, and he ends up uh, utterly mangling his bullies uh, by virtue of invoking uh, Rika, the cursed spirit. So it, you know, that's the setup, and as such. Uh, Gojo, who is one of the Jujutsu Sorcerers, who is a key character in the series and is one of the more, more fun characters, uh, the blindfolded guy, just, I mentioned the character designs. It's just so cool to be like, this guy like looks, he, okay, here's what they, he looks awesome and he wears a blindfold as like, yeah, I love that. He fucking give me, that, give me that cool blindfolded guy. He, he reminds me of, uh, a character from Naruto named Kakashi, mm. uh, who wears a half blindfold all the time. Uh, and uh, a mask over the bottom half of his face. So you can only see one eye, and he's got spiky gray hair just like Gojo. Pretty good. Uh, he's cool, and as such, he basically gets recruited for, uh, you know, uh, the the Avengers initiative of this world, which is like, hey, look, you got a choice. You can come with us, or we're going to have to destroy you. Uh, and so he goes to the Jujutsu High School, and he is going to learn how to uh, control his powers, his cursed powers. And then we basically have like 30 minutes of training. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's such, it, like, again, I mentioned, I like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun to watch. I think it has some really awesome sequences. It's kind of like, maybe it's lightness is partly, partly part of its appeal, but it is just, it is a little thin. That it's just like, all right, he's just going to go to high school and yeah, he's just going to learn how to do it for a bit. Yeah. Like they could have, I mean, cause they have, it's not just training. Because there's yeah. like a training montage where he's like kind of getting into it a little bit. But then there's also just like, oh, let's just like see him actually doing stuff. Like, like they like you kind of see yeah. it for like a long time. We're like, OK, like I could I think I got it. If you just made the montage like 
10 seconds longer, I think I could I could be there. I could understand. But it's also but it's also cool, and it's cool yes. to see him go on the missions. Uh, you know, he because he meets he has the other the other sorcerers, and these are all characters who are in the show, and you know, it kind of focuses on a few of them: Panda, uh, Maki, and Toge. And the the you know, like like it, it, I I like when he goes on um uh, on the mission, uh, you know, with the uh, uh the cursed speech user. Yes, and like just like that whole thing is cool, and just like. Also, just just being taught as a, as the viewer, being taught the conventions of like, okay, if you see a smaller spirit, like the size of a, or a, rather the size of a curse, uh, determines its power, and weaker curses tend to cluster together. So you know, in that sequence I mentioned, um, uh, they you know they go to investigate the scene, and then there's like basically a school of fish curses, and you know who are just a, a, enumera enumerable, and they're all clustering together, and like you can just sort of you can infer their individual weakness from there. Yeah. Um. I I, I don't know. I I like that kind of shit. I like it, but you know it is just kind of it it isn't paced as a movie as we generally understand them. Right. And I'll also say, like, like just to compare, because just because you mentioned Demon Slayer, Heather, and yeah. uh, like, I I think the the Demon Slayer movie, uh, Mugen Train or Mugen Train, by by contrast, is like it does feel very much like a movie, like, oh just yeah, like a straight up movie, yeah. No, this this movie is weird. It's weird, and it's weird also because it's not like it was a cheap cash grab. Like there's not at all. There's so many incredibly lush sequences and fights and well choreographed fights in this movie, but it is weird. It was weird to make a movie when it seems like you don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> but also it has an existing source that it's drawing upon that's popular. So like I don't know, maybe they and clearly it was Super successful, so I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it, it, at 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 minimum, what it accomplishes is it's more Jujutsu Kaisen. It's more in this universe, yes. and it looks fantastic. And I'm like, if, if there was an equivalent, sort of like, hey, you know what? Here's just a Star Wars adventure. Uh, this is a 90 minute Star Wars movie. Um, it's kind of slight, and it's just going to be about like Chewbacca just going around doing stuff. I'd probably love that. Yeah, I was gonna say like, like, yeah. a, this is a horrible example. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. Like that's <laughs> like like in some sense it's just like, well, this this movie doesn't really have a reason to exist, but or, or this movie doesn't have like a strong narrative pull, I guess, beyond Utah uh, but I guess Utah grappling with his grief and figuring out how to find closure on that is pretty strong yeah. narratively. It's mm. but but it but it but it overall like doesn't have necessarily like a huge reason to exist besides being like more of this world. But I still kind of like it for that reason, despite that. I, I, I may be contradicting myself. I guess I'm just I'm just sort of addressing that it, it, it's oddness, uh, but also I don't necessarily have a problem with yeah. it. It's almost like, you know, it begs the question, why would you make Transformers Rise of the Beasts? Mm. What does it serve? And it is to serve more Transformers. Yeah. So make more transformers and and you can also make more jujutsu kaisen right i i think that's a great example uh toge as i mentioned is the uh, the i i mentioned the characters toge is the cursed speech user uh and uh, you know my uh, again for, I, I i hope people have watched this if if you're listening along but if you haven't um 
it is so as a part of his attribute is that he only talks in ingredients uh for uh uh for rice balls right onigiri like like he yeah and and because because when he says something if he says like twist then he because he practices cursed speech that will cause you know and the entity he spoke he he says it to to like you know twist their form yeah and it's 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 physically fatiguing for him but also potentially like deadly lethal to anyone he says it to it's so the excellent power it is really cool, and it's also like as such him having to emote through only saying a few words, like you know, uh, like uh, like salmon roe and bonito flakes and and rice, you know, like having to just like a like a limited number of things that he can say. Uh, I, I I don't know. It's it it makes him really distinct, um, and he kind of you know kind of has a muzzle that he wears at all times too that he's speaking through. It feels like if this had been dubbed in the in the mid to early nineties. He would have to speak in cheeseburger ingredients. <laughs> they'd Dill be like, pickles. They'd be like, nobody knows what salmon is. Uh, yeah, right, right. So he's going to be like, iceberg lettuce, iceberg lettuce, bacon. Second patty. <laughs> uh, Maki is a, a, a badass a weapon wielder who does not have, she does not have any sort of like she can't like a big part of this 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 uh, uh of what gives sorcerers their powers is their they their ability to see curses like mo- like and this is the thing i really like about this just like the world building here uh is is the idea of like someone might have like oh, i've got my back just hurts and what they don't realize is that they have like a curse they've been giving a piggyback ride to the whole time, but they just can't perceive it. You need a sorcerer to be able to uh, to understand that's what's happening and to dispel it. And that's like a minor example, but like those sorts of minor th- interactions with curses happen in this universe, as well as also like just like absolutely as as huger, you know, like like world threatening events happen from the more powerful curses. So uh, Maki is unable to see curses. Uh, but despite that, it still has powers as a sorcerer and, you know, has to wear glasses in order to see them. And then there's also Panda. And this is just like a running gag. I, th- I think this is one of the jokes that works well in the show. Uh, and it, and they, 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 they do it in the movie, too, which is just like he is a panda, but they don't really... They do explain what it is, but for the most part, they don't explain what it is. So yeah. people are just like, and uh, and here's Panda. And he's like a big talking panda. It's like... <laughs> Like, wait, what's going on with that guy? <laughs> I want to know about Panda. Like, that's the one they didn't explain. He's pretty. And yeah. he's pretty funny. He's funny it's, too. He's a funny character. It's. Uh, it was. I don't remember if in the series, Panda gets like his limb torn off, but I was surprised that they he was stuffing. I thought he was a corpse. Yeah, I think they call him a corpse, but he's like an animated doll, basically. Oh, but he's also like yeah. So he's like a taxidermied panda. I think so. Something Oof. like that. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. But he's not like a living panda. He's like a, you know, he's he's kind of like a some so, a, akin to a golem. And he's a fucking uh, like he's like a fucking wise ass and he yeah. like Yeah, he's great. When he He's uh, a wise ass and he's kind of horny. He's kind of horny. He's <laughs> he he asks uh Yuja if he prefers uh, smaller big breasts and you just like I guess I like him kind of big. And then he's like, hey, like to what's her name? Mika? Yes. He's like, hey, Mika, you have a shot. Or Ma- Maki. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah. I've sw- swapped the vowels. Um, Maki, you have a shot, implying that she has 
breasts that are satisfactory to him. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could, yeah. You know, look, there's some horny stuff in this show, as as you might expect. But it's just one of the things uh, that makes it a capital A anime. That's box checked. It's a true. A little bit of horniness. Box checked. Weird stuff. <laughs> box checked. Box checked. <laughs> uh, like fighting. <laughs> so basically, there's there's three months of training missions and you know and and exercises. Uh, Yuta becomes a lot better. I do like seeing his growth from sort of this fumbling dude who doesn't know how to uh, wield a weapon to now somebody who's like. Uh, ultimately, their task is like you can imbue the the spirit of Rika into your sword. That's what you're able to do. And and there's kind of a Ghostbusters don't cross the streams thing of like don't let Rika come out. Because when she comes out, you don't know what she's actually going to do uh, if you just fully unleash her, which they d- he does do at a certain point in a mission uh, in order to overcome a foe. Uh, and then that leads us to uh, Suguru Geto, who is the antagonist of this movie, again, introduced pretty late. He is one of Gojo's buds. Uh, they were old friends, but they had a falling out. And now he's basically Magneto. He's basically like, I think that sorcerers are a special class who are the only people who should exist uh, alongside curses. Yeah. And we should eliminate everyone else who we call, who he calls monkeys. He just basically derides everyone as, you know, uh, as scum, as, as ordinary ass humans are not worthy of inhabiting the earth. So he's, so he's Magneto. You're introduced to him by this, this woman and, and her mom comes to him kind of desperate. Uh, she has like been having like uh, these her- horrific nightmares and pains and can't explain what she's dealing with. And, you know, he's able to see that she has a curse who's haunting her. Uh, he, what in a seemingly, you know, a selfless gesture, uh, rescues her, dispels the curse, but then he takes it and eats it. And we know the rules that are established from the first episode of this series are that if you eat something, uh, you gain its power. And that's how the, the series protagonist uh, first gets his power. Yuji, uh, as Heather mentioned, uh, he eats the, um, uh, you know, he eats the finger or fingers of a, of, of a, a super powerful curse uh, and, uh, you know, is able to manifest it that way. Uh, and that's what this guy's been doing. This dude's just been fucking uh, hitting up the fucking hometown buffet for curses he's just got like hundreds of curses that have just joined his form and he's become extremely powerful as a result uh i have can i say this mm-hmm. so gojo good satoru yeah. gojo good yeah suguru ghetto bad yeah their names are almost exactly the same <laughs> you kind of need a, a, a mnemonic to remember gojo good ghetto bad yeah there's also Gojo. Good job. Good. There's there's probably a, a, a an overlap of us where you could do a succession meme mm. of uh of one of the Roy kids pitching Gojo, and then the reverse on the meme is Gojo. Yeah, from Jujutsu Kaisen. What are we so we're uh, yeah let's go let's let's fucking uh, uh let's do this shit yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good Matt <laughs> I watched the show he had a new character <laughs> so Ghetto is basically like okay now what we can do is we can because he because this is a thing he sees that he looks he's he's paying attention and he sees that Rika is so fucking powerful that he's like I got to get this thing and I you know. 
the the by hook or by crook, I got to make sure that Rika is on my side because Rika could destroy me. Uh, Rika again is the cursed spirit of Yuta, the protagonist, who we've barely kind of touched on. I mean, as a character, you know, you talked about him being kind of Shinji, um, same voice actor. Yeah, he's like kind of a, a, a I don't know. I think he's a good protagonist. I mean, he's like meek and mild, and you know. Uh, bullied and marginalized, yes. and then he learns how to self-actualize. This is the classic arc. Box checked. That's like my favorite shit in, mm-hmm. in anime. Like this fucking little weakling dork uh, becomes good at like the thing that he's trying to do. It, it rules. I I do like that trope, but I am frustrated seeing Shinji grow ever. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it was a little bit uh, harshing my vibe. To have Shinji's voice and a Shinji-esque character design, Shinji-esque motivation, and then see that motherfucker wield a sword and, like, you know, knock some ass around. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't wanna see that. I want to see like he tries to wield the sword, cuts himself, goes to the locker room, and is like, "I'm no good at anything." And then another another character goes, "Don't worry." I'll die in your place. And that's what makes him do something. Yeah. I think it's, so, yeah, it's, it's, it must be that you've seen, you, you're so familiar with Shinji that like you, you just recognize him in this obviously, but then seeing him like do what Shinji couldn't, it's like, huh? Like what? It's like, <laughs> he didn't it's even like jack you want to see, you want to see, <laughs> <laughs> you want to see Tom Cruise jump off a building. You don't want to see him naked. Like, you'd be uh, like, oh, know. man, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> so Gato is has his plan. And this is where I think things really, you know, kick in a high gear is that the the he separates the squad. Uh, he has these this attack on. Well, first off, there's an earlier sequence, right, where he attacks the school. Yeah. Um, and he tries to, you know, basically lure uh, Utah into his squad, but you know, Utah resists because he insults his friends. Um, and um, and also his plan was to just lure Utah to join his team because he's got like these. He's got the Magneto. What what do you, what do they call the League of Evil Evil Merchants? Whatever they're called next. Merchants, the, yeah, League of the, Evil the League Merchants. of Evil Merchants. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood of the Brotherhood of, of, mutants. of Evil Mutants. Yeah, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or Mutants, whatever the fuck it is. They probably don't call themselves evil. Um, no, because he the, thinks the, he's doing a good. He's doing. He good. thinks he's doing good. Essentially, his Brotherhood of Mutants of of sorcerers who have been exiled from the the school and uh they are all working together and he's like Utah's going to join them except he doesn't realize that uh Gato or suspects that Gato is just going to kill him and take Rico and so he stays there can i and say then, can i say something mm-hmm. about the 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 creature design in this show yeah and i think also uh maybe this is a broad generalization but i feel like the creature, the horror design of uh, Attack on Titan, uh, Junji Ito, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Chainsaw Man all share this um, visual vocabulary that is very different from the visual vocabulary of, say, American ghosts. I feel like American ghosts lean on rotting corpse. Like, that's, mm. like, the thing. It's, like, rotting corpse in a dress. And it's, like, oh, that's a ghost. Uh, or rotting corpse 
you know, like in a like in a shambling down the road or like in the corner of a closet. I feel like the go-to design choice for yokai and 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 Japanese anime ghosts is features of a human face at the wrong size. Yes, so like, being disproportionate, like for sure. a big eyeballs and a little tiny hands or like a <laughs> lot of teeth and like long ears. Like it feels like that's the, the sort of the design language of all of these dudes and they are gross dudes. They're fucking monstrous. And they're they're I I really like how the curses look in this in this show and in this movie. I I like I I I do like that a lot. Uh I do like how Rika looks. Rika looks yeah. so like like powerful and and scary. Um and uh but also like, you know, just like they communicate how protective uh she is of of Utah. And like I yeah I really like that yeah because like because like you know Attack on Titan like I feel the Titans I'm scared I'm most scared of are not like the biggest one it's like the dude who's like you know ten feet tall but like half of his body size is his head mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like yeah. I don't want to be eaten by that guy it's yeah. fucking that sucks he got fucking little he got little baby character. legs baby yeah, legs yeah, yeah. running underneath him yeah it's fucking disgusting yeah there's um. In Guardians of the Galaxy 3, there's this little Uh-oh. freak. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay, then I won't say. But I, I now I know there's a freak in that movie. There, you, there's freaks in all of them, but there's a specific freak in this one. Is he on a leash? Well, that I can't. I can't spoil that. Okay. Let's just say... <laughs> I'm re- remembering Heather has a heart out. So, okay, so... <laughs> So was I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, this this the this is where things kick in a high gear. They have this earlier encounter. Uh, Gato uh, leaves, and he has uh, this plan where they're going to do an attack on a different part of the city. And meanwhile, they're going to sneak in and they're going to go after Utah. Uh, Gojo sniffs this out, and he dispatches Panda and Toge. Uh, Panda the Panda, Toge the cursed speech user, to. Um, uh, and, and and Maki to uh go ahead and guard uh uh Yuta so that he's not so that he's protected. Um, and so this leads into like these this kind of third act where there's one battle going on. I mean, I always love two battles going on at the same time in two different places. Yeah, yep. that's exactly my shit. Uh, give me three. Well, give me the fucking. Whoa. Give me the space battle. Give me the land battle. Dude, uh, give me the lightsaber fight. I mean, look, like, go, give, give them all. Wait, are you um, are you literally referencing the Last Jedi there? Maybe. Fuck yeah, dude. Rogue One has a similar thing too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And you're right. It yeah. does. That does, that is good. You're right. When you it's can great. cut between two battles, it's fucking awesome. And this stuff all looks terrific. It looks great. The the they I think they 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 that's one thing they really do a good job in this property is like figuring dis- defining everyone's powers and letting them play a- along with it, around with it. Like whatever they are, you know? Whether it's the person who rides the broom like a literal witch or you know uh whether it's just like the the big burly brawler, like whatever their abilities are, they just lean into that and they figure out great ways to to animate that and use that in combat. So I think all this fighting is fucking great and it's terrific. Yeah, looks terrific. Yeah. Uh, so they're fighting, and that this can, this leads to a thing that converges on um, 
Utah and uh, and uh, Ghetto having their final showdown, and Utah is basically Tarika is like, look, because he has an engagement ring, um, and he's basically like, I'm going to give you myself to you. Kind of pulls the Jimeno, like yes. I'm going to give you everything. I'm I will give you my soul. Uh, I just need you to you know use your powers to defeat Ghetto, and that's what it leads to. Um, Rika agrees, and uh, they they dispatch Gato, and then we have like a moment between Gato and Gojo, who's basically like, you know, whatever you and I are the same, one of those sorts of things. Like you and I are the same, and hey, you're the only friend I ever had, and maybe this guy's maybe I'm dying, but you know, thanks for the laughs, that sort of thing, <laughs> right? And then there's there's a post credit sequence. Yeah, well, well, well. Before before we get there, there is the, there is the post credit sequence we'll talk to, but but we do also have Yuta thinks he's going to die because he's oh, like, right, 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 right. I right. gave my I gave my soul to to Rika, um, and everyone's like, don't do that, and he's like, I got to do it to save my friends or whatever. Uh, but then he he survives, and we get. I do actually like this a lot. I like I this explanation, too. and it makes a lot of sense. Which is Gojo's like. You thought that Rika, who died, cursed you, like, and that's why you've been carrying this burden, but it's not true. You are from a, a line of sorcerers, uh, which I think he knew, and it's like, and as such, you cursed her because you were trying to save her. So this whole time, she's been trying to be at peace, but she's been cursed to to live in this form as this uh, demonic entity uh, who is by your side protecting you. And then and we, now she is finally released. And we get a really good Shinji breakdown at that moment. Like yeah. on his knees, like he's like, it's, it's my fault. It's my fault. I did it. Oh, I did it. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Do you uh, and think, then Rika, yeah, go on. Do you think maybe a, a, a pro to the AI acting debate would be that you could, and I know this would eliminate a thousand jobs, so I'm not actually advocating so for it. Sounds like a no so far. <laughs> but it would be pretty cool if AI got so good at voices that you could click a language track and hear Megumi Ogata doing Shinji in English. Yeah, I mean, as long as the actor gets compensated. Yeah, yeah, the actor would get compensated. Here's why. Here's why it it sucks is that I've just eliminated the dubbing industry in all right. the countries on earth. Uh, but it sure would be cool if you could hear if you could hear this character voiced by Ogata, uh, and and retain all of her acting choices, but with English. Hear Shrek in Spanish, yeah. voiced by Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I, I love Bro. speaking of Shrek. I think uh, I think uh, Banderas does Antonio Banderas does uh, Puss in Boots in both English and Spanish because he's a fucking so king. That. That's why he's yeah, fucking that's rules. Excellent work. <laughs> but yeah, for instance, like I don't know if you know a lot of these shows are like are they dubbed in like a language like Polish or Burmese? You know, a language that has like millions of speakers but is not as as well known as uh, you know is not as as big as something like Mandarin or French. I don't know. So that could be one use is that if you could right. That well, could be available. Well, you also get like, like here in in Holland, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't a ton of Dutch dubbed, uh, in part because the, the the entire population of Amsterdam all speaks both Dutch and English fluently. But like, if you're going to see a movie, it's English with with Dutch subtitles, you know. And yeah. sometimes, even if it's a foreign film, it's English subtitles. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, there's not. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any the Dutch dubbing, so maybe you're right. Maybe smaller countries get get the boot. Yeah, I think there are uses for it. I think there's certainly like there's there are hey podcasts could be a, a case where things could be that that would not commonly be available in other languages, but that could that that could happen. Audiobooks that have smaller audiences, more niche audiobooks. There are instances where. You could you could see AI narration being justified as expanding the market uh, as as opposed to like taking jobs away. But I knowing the fucking yeah, knowing media companies, it will be deployed in the most cynical way possible uh, to save yeah. labor costs yeah. unless that all gets, you know, fucking settled in contracts. So um, anyway. Uh, the yeah, so so the, that that would explain I explained the curse thing. Uh, Yuda had actually actually cursed Rika. Now Rika's free, and Rika's like live a full life, um, and he's gonna stay as a sorcerer. And then that leads us to the post credit sequence that justifies his exclusion uh, from the first part of the anime, which is he's in Africa. Yeah, and that's where he's doing his training. He's doing he's he's taken a he's taken a semester abroad. He's studying overseas to expand his skills as a sorcerer. And I think he will ultimately return. I don't know if in season two or a future season of the anime, we're going to see you to come back. That's the pro of doing a sort of sanctioned prequel uh, to to a show. Yeah, because then it's all it's the groundwork's there. It works out. Uh, I think this movie is a lot of fun. I mean, I guess I I I feel like this is like probably like a you know a four out of five, eight out of ten. You know, it's it's not a it's not a a, a masterpiece, yeah. But it is just like a blast and as an as an action anime. Um, and I think if you're a fan of the series, it absolutely delivers on what you like about it. Did either of you a watch My Hero Academia and b see the movie? The first I've only one. seen the first ep- the the pilot of my hero. No and no, <laughs> uh, because I will say that the the my hero academia movie takes place inside. Like it's it's a movie that you don't have to see in order to enjoy the next season of my hero academia, but mm. it is where the characters are at that time in the series. So like oh that's cool they've all met each other and and it's like a standalone episode but with an incredibly high budget and it fucking ruled it fucking ruled and I saw it in the theater which I rarely get to do with an anime and when the main characters use their big powers the fucking whole room burst into cheers and I feel like. While there were plenty of applause moments in this film, it felt like you didn't get to see, I I don't know, I, I just longed to see characters at their, their peak and we already know them. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I got it. It's like I, fucking I Asuka in End of Evangelion. 
Like, oh my God, when she, it's the best. When she fucking rolls them down, you're like, this is why I came to the movie. Wait, what's happening to her now? Oh my God, no. Oh no, no. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Matt, any final thoughts on this? Well, I was going to say, you want to see them at their highest high, but in, in, the, in the end of Evangelion, you also see Shinji at the lowest of the low. It's true. <laughs> uh, but like, as far as this movie goes, I, I, I had a blast with it. I agree that it's not like... like it, yeah, I was like, it's like a four, like out of five, like to me, like it's like it's good, it's it's really entertaining. Uh, I want more Utah. I can't wait to see what what's next in store for Utah. Um, I you know I'm sure if I read the manga, I would have some answer by now probably, but um, I'm excited to see where he's at, what he's up to, and also um, finish season one of the show and then maybe start this so, so far divisive season two. Are we wait? Are we ranking this for real? Because you guys have no, both given just, it no, scores, just, and so I feel I, I, I feel compelled there. to give a score. And my score is going to be six point five. And here's why: because I think it's above five, certainly, right? Yeah. But well, I don't on a 10 know scale? that I'm going to remember. Yeah, I, I I don't know that I'm going to remember this movie in five years. Right? Oh, one hot. No, I, yes, it will be as if I've never seen it. It's, yeah, sure. I'll be like, did I see that? Did I see that? Which is also the way I kind of feel about the actual show. Like, did mm-hmm. I watch all of Jujutsu Kaisen? Um, you've got absolute bangers up at number, uh, up at 10, like End of Evangelion, Your Name, Mononoke, yeah, like you've sure. got Akira, like, yeah. diehard fucking perfect films. You've got great, but ultimately kind of weird or uh, um, complicated films that that have flaws but are also extraordinary, like Ghost in the Shell, uh, which I'm sure that listeners are like, Ghost in the Shell's a nine? But come on, Ghost in the Shell's not your name. Like, you can't, you can't show Ghost in the Shell to a regular person. Um, <laughs> and then you get down into your eights, My Hero Academia, like, Movies that are like Demon Slayer, fucking, they absolutely deliver. You feel great watching them. You go out of the theater and you're like, I don't know that I'll ever watch that again, but it it fucking ruled the entire time. And that's why this feels like a 6.5 to me. It's like not even a movie that like is good-ish. It's just better than bad for me. Hmm. For me. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not really... That yes, it's not really even much of a movie, yeah. As I said earlier, but I still think it's fun enough that that uh, I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, let, let us know what you think. Are we gonna do chain reactions for this? I guess we, we could. could in the next in the next episode where we talk about uh, season two of Haruhi. Yeah, this also lets us. I think part of why we did this is because you know timing wise, we're not gonna be able to cover the Jujutsu Kaisen second series, second season. Um, but if you have any thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen in general. Feel free to toss them in. We'll use those as our chain reactions. Any thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and any non-spoiler thoughts on the series? Uh, we'll be happy to dig into those. But right now, we wrapped up The Melancholy of Harui Suzumiya Season 1 last week. And you have some thoughts on those episodes, those final two episodes. It's time for the chain reactions of Harui Suzumiya. Blue talk. Blue, blue talk. talk. Oh yeah, talk. colon blue talk. I forgot. It's colon <laughs> blue talk. 
Uh, here we go. This one's da- from David Mucci. Mucci? Hi, David. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that wrong. M-U-C-C-I. The Mooch. I'm oh, calling you the, the Mooch from now on. Oh, the Mooch is good. Take it back. You know? Uh, funniest man alive. Uh, <laughs> David says, I definitely know the exact page of Chainsaw Man that Matt was talking about. Crying laughing emoji. Also, the Shonen Jump app has some amazing one-shots by Fujimoto called Look Back and Goodbye Eerie. Extremely worth reading if you're into Chainsaw Man. Also, Heather might might be happy to know what else I've been weaving. A little show called Revolutionary Girl Utena. Oh, oh, oh. Well, listener, you're in for a treat. Uh, Shoujo Kakume Utena is the Evangelion of magical girl shows. Oh. Um... And for uh, for a long time in my own personal fandom was my runner-up to best anime of all time. Wow. Perhaps it's been supplanted by the very show we're covering. Nah. No. It'd be good. It'd be it's, good. It's, it's be so good. much be better be than this show. Then. It's oh, okay. inc- It's so much better than but this show. But it'd be show. cool. Like it just, but this I'm, show's good. Yeah. It's a this great show. This is a great show. But like it'd be That's, good for the podcast if you're like, this show is even better. Like, yeah. It's just like... It's not. I don't know I how it would be good that. for the show. I would or never in do that way? to the audience. Well, it would be like I would never mislead them it. that way. Uh huh. Just okay. that's where my that's where my line is. I'm thinking about the podcast. Is all okay. I know, but I'm, I'm not thinking about, about like that. I would never lie to anybody like yeah, that. Yeah, I think okay. I have enough there to make it seem like you said. Um, no, that it is your favorite show. No, okay, yeah, Matt will, that. Matt will tweak the edit. It'll, don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna make you guys say a couple interesting things. This show is better than Utena. Uh, <laughs> Matt is the best one. Huh? Trump innocent, no edits. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, if it wasn't if it wasn't such a demanding watch, because it is it is a demanding watch. It is a very um it's a show. It, 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 imagine a show that was exclusively allegory. Like mm-hmm. characters didn't do stuff as much as they appeared inside of scenes that were scenes designed to let you know what the actual narrative was. It's. It's. I. I just don't know that it, it would be enjoyable for listeners. But we could unpack it literally for twenty years. It's a great, great show. Good job. I re- I read the book I read about, I, I read just like a history of anime that, de- and it spent, a, a, d- dug into Utena in a, in a good amount of depth. Like it seemed like it was a pretty consequential show in the history of, of anime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am going to, I will watch it at some point. I think we're in a pretty good rhythm of doing like a alternating, like a fun series and then like a kind of a headier, heavier series. Mm-hmm. And I think we're oh. kind of in like the heady, like this is a fun series, but it's also a little headier that we're covering right now. So yeah, maybe we'll we'll mix it up after we finish season two. Great. The movie. Great. But that's a ways away. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're, we're look, we're not even in, in two yet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We're not. Uh, that's true. This next one's from Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. There's an article on Crunchyroll that lays out the broadcast order, then the author explains why it's bad. Here's their reasoning. One, it's not chronological. Two, why is Mystery sign in between parts one and two of Remote Island Syndrome? And three, it cuts up the main and it cuts up the story of melancholy. Ugh. It cuts up the story of the melancholy. Oh my god. 
It cuts up the story of the melancholy arc too much to be watchable as a complete narrative arc. I think this guy just didn't have a friendly neighborhood HAC to guide him through the magical to guide him through the magic of broadcast order. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to second that um comment there. It look, we've all been on this journey together. It's clear that the emotional climax of the show happens in broadcast order yes. towards the end of the show. It wouldn't make any fucking sense to watch it chronologically. That's why it wasn't released chronologically. Yeah, and you that, know, yeah, go on. I was going to say, I've seen comments from people who say they like the show and stuff. None of them are saying, I wish they watched it in chronological order. Yeah, no one's saying no, that. Nobody's also, nobody's like confused. No. <laughs> like not more like, than what wait you what, would wait, be. wait 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 so now it's summer again like nobody's having that experience <laughs> yeah it feels like it's this this whoever this author is and i'm sure they mean well but they're just kind of like taking a huge dump like it's like it's like making a leap on behalf of the creators you know it's like they did the creators did this wrong and it's just like eh, i feel like you should kind of defer to the artists there it's it's like arguing that you should watch Phantom Menace first. I've have heard I this argument. That? No, that's not an argument. I agree. I've heard this argument. I don't agree with it. It doesn't make any. You watch can't, it when you're supposed to watch it, but definitely watch it. If you were supposed to watch Phantom Menace first, it would be the first film he had made. Yes, I agree. Anyway. Boy, I'm spicy. That's the second Star Wars movie we've ever mentioned, by the way. Um, <laughs> we only talk about two. We only talk about Rise and Phantom Menace. Uh, <laughs> the two best ones. The two, the two most interesting ones to talk about, probably. Uh, everyone's heard enough about you know the other ones. Uh, this one's from this one's from Dan Photoman. Hi, Dan. Dan Photoman. <laughs> Photoman, I need you out there taking pictures of chiral crystals. <laughs> chiral crystals? <laughs> oh, Bring boy. me some spiders of Photoman. <laughs> what? Okay, wait. <laughs> Nick? Yeah. That's genius, Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick that was, that's really good. <laughs> that was great, Nick. Okay, good. Thank you. And I feel Nick, like that's the when, first joke you've ever told. I'm pretty impressed. It's great. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like when son, when one of us makes a good one, we gotta stop and celebrate a second. That was that good. Was, that was excellent work, man. I'm gonna take the rest of the pot off. <laughs> uh but I feel like just to go back to my thing for a second, I think uh -huh. there should be a Death Stranding anime. Anyway, uh, why yeah, not? that'd be fun. Yeah, there's a novel. I mean, yeah, why not? Is that TV? <laughs> I don't think books are TV, Heather. Nice try. <laughs> They've tried it. It don't work so good, does it? Um, it it can work fine. Um, Dan Photoman writes, double what Nick said. Thank you, Heather, for recommending this show and this watch order. This de is definitely up there as one of my favorites. I've rewatched. <clears throat> I've rewatched episode 25, episode zero, and it makes a little more sense. I hope season two explains why the cat can talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> it's like kind of like the least interesting thing, kind of. They just kind of toss that in there, yeah. The cat talks in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and as, at, I think, all the way till now, we have, we, the cat never came back. It's never in another episode. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. 
Uh, this next one's from Dan. Another Dan. Not the Hello, photo Dan man. Two? No. Yeah, Dan 2. What's up, Dan 2? Sorry, Dan. You're, if you're the second Dan we read, you're Dan 2. Um, I'm so excited that we got to see Matt realize someone made something awesome that's young, a younger... I'm so excited that we got to see Matt realize someone made something awesome that's younger than him in real time for what it felt like the first time. I'm only slightly <laughs> older. I'm only slightly older, but I've been experiencing that a lot lately and have the same reaction every time. The mangakas for JK, JJK and MHA are both pretty young too, if I recall correctly. Hmm. Wow. I don't know how I feel about this. It's get used to it. It's only going to get worse. Hmm. It, it I, really is. <laughs> It really is. It's gonna get. It's gonna be horrible. Then it's gonna be a point where the majority of the content you consume is by people younger than you. Mm. Uh, I am go. I. I see. I got indoctrinated with that, or I got this feeling very young because I'm a sporto. Yeah. So just from it's you know you'll you'll see whatever. I was I was in my twenties and like the best players in basketball were younger than me. So it's like you know whatever. I've, yeah. I, I'm used to that feeling of watching, of seeing extraordinarily accomplished people who. Uh, were born after me. That's I've had that feeling like when I've tuned into the Olympics. I feel like there's like a wide swath of ages in the Olympics, sure. right? Like a, a probably a wider swath than like most like general sports. And I remember seeing like a young like a like a very very young person like just destroy like be incredible. Like a and baby? I felt it was like probably like I think it was the Boss Baby actually. Oh, that's uh, cool. And then you know of course they went on to their you know business and financial success as well right um and you know well that's office. what i think you have to do because it's hard to like make monetize a lot of those you know athletics in the olympics it's not like there's professional leagues well actually this sort of brings me uh -huh. to the point that i was gonna like yeah i felt sad that they were younger than me and then i was like well i don't feel that bad this is the only thing they've ever done i was like they've only ever done flips like and it's like impressive yeah. and it's good but like that's right. like They've had to train their entire life up until this point to get to this point to only be able to do this. And then I was like, well, like that's I now I feel sad actually for them because what else can they do? Right. Yeah. You know, so then like, else their life has been bad. It's been like, bad. They had, like a bad childhood. <laughs> yeah. Like, so they like, could do like, this one thing. You better this eat, is you better do good flips or no food. Yeah, I've, exactly. I've, I've talked about my my um, long jump career on the that's show right. before. That's right. And this was the exact problem I had with dedicating my life to jumping mm -hmm. was like, well, my I would be I would I would have nothing now. Yeah. Nothing. Like I would have nothing. Yeah. Like also what like when you really when you I mean, if you defamiliarize if you defamiliarize what an Olympic gold medal is, like let's say that you're the top of your game, top of your sport top of the world right after the olympics what happens next like what do you do you have the medal you probably show it at dinners and then eventually people are like okay i've seen your medal you got you got a job yeah. stacy well now I, yeah i go on i was gonna say now it's probably a little like because of the way that like influencer culture works like you probably yes. see those people like hawking stuff online or like have some sure. sort of more of an online presence like not that that's like 
a desirable life for all. Uh, but it's like probably but what you can end up doing, right? Yeah, you can monetize it more effectively. There are, you know, obviously you can go into teaching and training uh, get new athlete, new generations of athletes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for a long time, there have been like speaking careers. That's been a big thing. You could just go around and do like corporate yeah. gigs, just talking yeah. about what it took to win the gold medal in Javelin or what have you. There's a documentary coming out pretty soon, actually. And I think, I think he's like kind of like a problematic figure. But there's a documentary called, I think it's called The Last Run, and it's about Sean White. And he like, oh yeah. And it's about how he's like, like 36 or something, and he's like too old to be doing like what he does now or something. Yeah, that's uh, the other thing. You age out very yeah. young. Uh, I don't know how old he is, but he's like, oh, like this, I think this is the last time I'm doing it. And it's him sort of grappling with that. Um, like with that reality and i was like well, that looks like it could be interesting um but that's for a different podcast andre uh, agassi the tennis player has this autobiography called open and it's just basically about how he as a kid was like forced to play tennis and he hated it and then he became this pro and he became this you know like like champion professional tennis player never loved tennis and just like his life was just miserable that's basically. so awful yeah yeah, Oof. you would think you'd learn to love it, like, but you just can't. It's like if you already don't like, if you're it. not into it, yeah. yeah. The, the other that happens a lot with, uh, and and this is a common thing. This is like discussed all the time on NBA podcast. Is like there's a lot of NBA players who play basketball because they are tall and athletic enough to play basketball. Yeah, but you just happen to be six foot ten, and you have some athleticism. Uh, but you may not have a passion for this game at all. You just were like told to play basketball because you're taller than other kids. And now you're able to like make a living doing it. And as such, some of those players hit a ceiling because they're just like not willing to put the work in or not like they just don't care enough about winning because this was never a thing they did. They got drafted yeah. into it because of their physical attributes. Is that so, is that what happened with you in podcasting, Nick? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> They were just basically like, this guy is perfect, you know? <laughs> he's completely bland. Uh, he's white. Yeah. He's a guy. That's a good, yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is like you know, fucking A-plus podcaster material. Yeah, this is, this is all we need. Yeah, he's got the physical tools, but. <laughs> uh, and finally, this last one from Kristen Clatterbuck. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Piping in as somebody who never watches along with anything, but has gotten invested in y'all's oral history of Haruhi. I'm looking forward to hearing about season two. And boy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited for you to hear it and, hear to, yeah. and, and to talk about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. I think, uh, I think the listeners and the boys are in for a treat. Wow. That's great. And that's, that concludes uh, this week's the chain reactions of Haruhi Suzumiya, Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Talk. So next week, we are starting our watch down of The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya Season 2. Now, listener, if you've seen it before, please don't comment in the Discord, on Twitter. Don't ruin it for the boys. They're in for a treat. Uh, but we're watching it in broadcast order, which is a lot less complicated than the first season. And our first episode, if you're on Crunchyroll, it will be one of your first non-grayed out episodes that you've watched. Will be episode eight, Bamboo Leaf Rhapsody. And then we'll be following that up with 
episode 12, also known as Endless Eight, part one. So those are our first two episodes for next week. Bamboo Leaf Rhapsody and Endless Eight, part one, also known as episode 12. Uh, And that's where we're going to begin our journey into season two of The Melancholy of Harhi Suzumiya. Can't wait. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And uh, Heather, why don't you do the honors? Of what? You know. Doing the the thing. The the thing. thing. Like we get, you know, maybe we got something, you know? She's too much of a pussy, I'll say it. Oh, shit. I don't know if I appreciate that from you, Ash, but all right. Hey, guys, you got played. Ash, you fucked up. What? No, you fucked up. No. No, you legit you fucked did. up. No, you did. I can say whatever I want on whatever podcast I want. Ash, I'm sorry. You got animated. Ash. Oh, fuck you. You fired. Fuck you. Ha, 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 ha. 